Welcome to the High African Bites podcast for 3 February 2017. In this podcast, Andy Frazier, Chief Strategy Officer and Principal at Investment Company Convergence Partners, who spoke at our annual Tech Roundup 2017 event in Nairobi on the 26th of January 2017, speaks about the key trends they have observed at Convergence Partners and what they think 5G means for Africa. The trends he focuses on mainly focus on technology infrastructure, how it is deployed, and what models come out of that. He also touched on the changing models of data centers, OTT service providers, fintech, Bitcoin, security, and privacy. I'm really just giving you some views on, on where we see some of these trends um, going in the, in the near, and medium, and longer term future. The first sort of theme I wanted to speak about is really 5G. I think everyone speaks about it, there's a lot about it as a buzzword. Our perspective is really what is this going to mean for Africa and sort of what is the path that, that lays ahead for the African continent in this sort of movement into this new mobile data-driven environment. So I think that the big promise that 5G offers everyone is this whole new data, data future. And with Africa being a sort of mobile-first market, there's a lot of hope placed on on mobility and mobile devices being the future for internet connectivity. I think the challenge with, um, with 5G and, and this talk about it being rolled out in 2020 onwards is that many countries on the African continent have sort of, there's a bit of a lag between the, both the implementation of the technology and where the investment has taken place. And there's been some delays in allocation of 4G spectrum. So from our point of view, I think what we see as the opportunity with 5G is that there's probably an opportunity for Africa to, to move beyond 4G, so to almost skip the big 4G rollout and, and, and move into a, a 5G internet environment. And I think what, what we see there is that the challenge with these new um, sort of generations of mobile technology is that there's a significant new investment that needs to be made by different players. And I think what 5G also offers is that the emergence of new independent players to come to the fore. So I think the traditional mobile and, and telcos um, will, have, will probably be more challenged in terms of rolling out 5G just because of the capital investment required, but also because they've got a lot of legacy infrastructure. So we see a lot of new independent 5G data-driven type players emerging, which I think bodes well for, for the African continent and also looks at how this market segmentation is changing. I think the point that's tied to this is, of course, the allocation of spectrum and how that is going to um, play out in the future. And I think for us, the key thing is that we need to have a change in the mindset par set around how spectrum is allocated from traditional sort of auctions and exclusive use to more broad, dynamic, and shared infrastructure. Shared spectrum rollout would, would be probably a lot more valuable in terms of accelerating this this data-driven future. Tied to that, of course, is just what are the business models that's going to drive um, all of this new investment in infrastructure. And for us, um, and, and it's sort of evident already, this, there's a real dawn of this whole new open access future. What this really means is that there's no longer the sort of exclusive use of resources, infrastructure, spectrum, but that is going to be a need to share all of this on an sort of transparent basis, and also greater segmentation of the market away from more vertical, vertically operated operators and players to more uh, market-specific players, so stuff like moving from retail and wholesale in one player to separating that out and creating 
wholesale only players that are creating opportunities for new providers to enter the market such as MVNOs and and other over the top service providers and this this is really exciting i think both in terms of just how it's going to shake up the market in terms of who invests and how that happens but also how it needs how it will lead to changes in the business model and pricing models that the traditional operators will have to provide into this market as we um, move forward then i think the other the other big um, sort of building block that that we see changing and which has got a lot of interest and in, and in, in dynamism is really around sort of data data center space and, and clouds i think what what everyone speaks about is this new um, sort of carrier neutral data centers but i think for us what's what's interesting and exciting around the data center space is that with the sort of rollout of of high speed connectivity across most of the continent especially the new fiber rollouts there's really an opportunity now for um for data centers to change the traditional models about being vertically integrated part of a stack of a service provider so to service the the individual with its operator or financial service institution but rather for it to be a service so people will now offer um sort of hosting cloud services not um just the sort of racks and and, and floor space but really have to provide sort of value added services in that space offering distributed connectivity providing content content delivery networks closer to the end user and and, and that sort of going to change the whole um, just the models of building out data centers so from building large centralized data centers there's probably going to be a significant change in that market towards more decentralized smaller nodes also as um, the the technology and devices start becoming smaller and 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 as there's an increase in miniaturization of 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 hardware devices it makes it easier to start shifting out these um data centers or cloud offerings towards the edges of the network as opposed to it being um, in the core and the center i think the the biggest change in and and our view on really what's going to happen around this whole over the top services and and application space is that that is really been a number of waves happening in this uh, area so the one was firstly over the top players would just put their applications on top of existing operators networks and there's often this fight between who's paying for the infrastructure and how fair it is for all the providers but what we're also seeing is that um, interestingly enough is that over the top providers and are also moving into the infrastructure space themselves so i know there's a panel later that speaks a bit about what's happening or being done by facebook google and other over the top providers but what we're seeing now that is that actually the the purchases of the most international and broadband capacities no longer the traditional operators but over the top providers so they either building out their old networks or they are buying large chunks of capacity so i think there's also a sort of reversal in this uh, this sort of battle between traditional operators and and over the top providers in that there's a need to really unlock the cost structure and how do you provide services to end users if 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 the barriers around infrastructure um really limits your your ability to reach that end consumer so so there's an interesting space and it's going to really change really who's going to build out these networks so whether it's just traditional wholesale and again it speaks to the open access model with these wholesale players will then provide infrastructure not just to traditional operators but will offer it also to to these over the top players who will now want to have their own infrastructure to be able to deploy these services 
at the quality, price points, and, and availability, availability that they can control and, and need. And then really just in conclusion, I think there's sort of three other key uh, technology trends that, that we're keeping an eye on. That's this maybe slightly further out in terms of the maturity in the local market, but, but which are also we see as, as, as key um, sort of disruptors in this, in this market. The first being how the sort of blockchain and, and the changes in the financial technology or fintech space will, will impact um, traditional financial services, traditional retail models, but also um, just looking at how we record and, 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 um, and, and capture um, high-value items, so whether it's property deeds, whether it's um, uh, ownership of, of, of buildings, all those types of things. I think there's interesting uh, new models around how technology can can enable that and, and, and change the model. And then something that's more of a sort of underlying platform that supports all of what, what I've spoken about earlier is just the issues around security and privacy. So it's both both a technology issue but also a, a sort of almost a, a, a moral constraint is just how do we deal with the issue around privacy and, and data protection as, as people become more connected, as more information is available out there. And as people start sharing more information, what are, what are the limits that, um, that needs to be placed, whether it's regulated or whether it's done by the, the industry itself, the sort of key challenges that, that's, that's out there around data privacy and, and, and data protection. And of course, that then presents opportunities around how do we secure this data, how do we build new uh, messaging platforms that, that helps to address this, how do we build new um, uh, connectivity platforms that ensure that data is transmitted securely. And then what are the challenges for the security establishment in, in various countries? How do you deal with issues around um, uh, dealing with terrorism, with crime, and where these um, networks then prevent access to, to some of, of, of the, the information that's, that's critical for, for national security? So there's a lot of um, questions around that, but again, this is sort of a, an emerging area that will, that will continue to, to expand and grow. And then I think the last area that which is increasingly becoming pervasive is the area around artificial intelligence and how that's driven by the, the growth of networks, the growth of big data um, and information out there um, that can help with its service providers, with its um, retailers, with its um, governments. How do they use the availability of, of, um, of all the data and information out there to build new models of understanding consumers, understanding issues that could prevent, not prevent, could facilitate the planning and development of, of, of cities and, and towns. So, so I think AI is also being um, an area where there's a lot of technology growth. So I mean, a lot of the big over-the-top providers, a lot of the technology providers out there are, are building platforms that, that use this new large processing power that's available, the high-speed networks that's out there to build new um, intuitive sort of artificial intelligence engines that, that I think is going to change the way we interact both with technology, both with other people, but also with other objects um, out in that space. So I think that's, that's really the, the, the end of my presentation. So really um, what, what I really wanted to talk about was really just sort of what we see as sort of key trends that's out there, some things that we are looking at that's, that's going to change the landscape in the African continent, especially from was building out infrastructure and how you build out that infrastructure going forward. Thank you, Enver. Um, I forgot to tell you guys, um, the hashtag is hashtag ATRU2017 on Twitter. You can ATRU2017. <laughs> 
Um, and you can find iAfrican on Twitter at iAfrican with a K and uh, on Facebook, iAfrican as well. Yeah.